A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. We're back. Another edition of Zone Time. Julian, uh, that's me. Uh, Sam is here. Omar is here. Avery's here. No, you didn't just forget your own name. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, that's me. It's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Like, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, no, no, this is actually this is actually Julian's evil twin. Um, Stuart, I don't know. Like, Julian, <laughs> is this his, fra- his, fra- his word francophone evil twin? Yeah, like, no, no facial hair. Yeah. Hat backwards. Oh yeah, More I remember kid. the the last time I didn't have facial hair, I willingly mm-hmm. like shaved like my mustache off. Was when I was still in university, and I same. showed a photo of me to my mom, and my mom thought I looked like a criminal. So I've resolved <laughs> to never <laughs> have some form of facial hair on my shout face. Out, shout out to, uh, to Mama McKenzie. Yeah, shout yeah. out, shout out to my mom. Uh, always a great time <laughs> to shout out to our moms when we can. Mm-hmm. We got some topics we got to get to, people. Uh, Omar's gonna love the start of it because uh, it is Toronto centric and Toronto heavy. Uh, but we will get to uh, the Edmonton Oilers and we will get to a discussion about Connor Bedard and uh, the fact that so many people are tuning in and people are wondering if we're talking about him and covering him too much. That's that's the problem. We got to talk about people, but let's start with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, man. Uh, Austin Matthews is off to a great start, he got those back to back hat tricks. He had a goal taken away from him in that third game. He should have seven and three, but mm-hmm. offside reviews are a thing. Thank you, Matt Duchesne. Um, literally. literally, thank you, Matt Duchesne. Uh, we'll start with Omar, and then we'll, we'll go around the circle here. But considering the fact that Austin looks so good to start off the year, and again, mm-hmm. it's, it's dueling hat tricks, and we know who knows what could happen to him after. But, like, are we really in for, like, an MVP season from Austin Matthews? Like, is 65, 70 goals out of the question? Like, what are the expectations like, Omar, for Austin Matthews, especially after these first few games? Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to like, especially after these games, like, I think the sky is kind of the limit. And it's it, it's fascinating how like we went from last year where all the discourse aside from the contract was like, oh, it was the down year for Matthews, the down year for Matthews, when like he already he still had 40 goals so like he's already in that kind of like ov territory where like not getting like 50 or being on pace for 60 goals is still is a down year but the the thing that's fascinating is i want to say this happened like relatively early last season where Mm -hmm. he he took a cross check by jamie ben in an awkward little spot and you just as far as the goal scoring went it just didn't look like the same but this year we're seeing like 
all of the different types of like scoring styles that Matthews has, obviously there's the wrist shot, the deflections, you know, the garbage goals in front. Like we're seeing all of it, all the things he's kind of had to lean into is kind of being packaged in one. And again, he just looks like a player on a mission and, and he's doing the thing that I love is that he's not doing that, like score goal. Like, Oh yeah, whatever. Like, no, he's celebrating like every single goal, the hat tricks and stuff. So Right, right now, I think we're just seeing a Matthews that is just, you know, dangerous, having fun, and just want to do, you know, whatever, whatever he can to be be the best player he can be. And again, I think, you know, having more opportunities at five on five and even the penalty kill as well, like 60 goals, I definitely think is, is possible. And that would be cool for me because I have him in fantasy. And he also is uh, on my team. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. What about, what about perspectives from the rest of the league here? Is 65 goals... 70 goals is that too outlandish of a prediction for for Austin Matthews at this point Avery what do you think of that goal total not shocking to me like I have Matthews in the range of maybe 62 63 ish but he could Ooh. get you could you could get more seeing him start of the year six goals in two games he's the mm. kind of guy in which when he's in a role he's hard to stop so it would not shock mm. me if he gets there I saw people some people saying 70 like no all that way to move it I think 70 is a bit much but mm. in that range of, of between, say, 58 to 64, 65, it's possible, I think. Okay. Sam, Sam, you're usually the more reasoned of all of us on this show. Where do you stand on this? I I don't know. It looks... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Rude his life. <laughs> Send it back down to earth. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm going to agree with Avery and Omar. Oh my God! Wow! So every everyone is on that train. Austin Matthews, uh, sixty goals, seventy goals, all the goals. Wait until this episode drops, and then he goes on like a thirteen game goal scoring drought or something. That would suck. That would suck. <laughs> oh, like, like not even just like individually, just like based off the team. Like that would that would be brutal. That but, would suck. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope not, but I don't I don't know. I just don't I don't see that happening this year. Like last year, what was interesting is that we didn't get many like multi-goal games from Matthews, and that was like mm-hmm. a you know a big part of his moniker and like it was early half of his career. I think he only had like like a handful of like like two or like two goal games, for example. So I think if he gets back to that kind of stretch where he has like maybe three, like three, three and six, for example, where he has like two goals a game, like he can definitely maintain that pace. Um, but yeah, going on a skill like that would be unfortunate to say the least. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not wishing that for him. I'm just saying, you know, as a cautionary tale, what I so will say, if it happens with, let's all remember that it was Julian McKenzie of zone time. He that jinxed. said it. Julian McKenzie of zone Don't time said it. Don't just do this. Drop his email. No, no, stop, stop, stop. No, no, no. How funny That's the last be? thing I want. No, How funny full, would... full DMs. It's like, yo, you look what you did. Yo, hilarious. how funny would it be to scrum someone out? Austin, how are you in a scoring slump? He was on the podium. Well, the show on Yahoo said was going to score. And I, he I would collapse. He goes on the podium and blames the show for his slump. Yeah. He's just like, have you watched a show called Zone Time? Like, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those guys on Zone Time said I sucked. Yeah, no, I don't want that at all. <laughs> um, I, I guess with Austin Matthews here, uh, the fact that he started off as good as he did. And if he continues this for the next little while, I'm willing to make him a top five player again. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I'll say this. Uh, because of the playoffs, because of what Matthew Kachuk did, I had Austin Matthews out of my top five. And I know there are probably people listening to this being like, you dumb idiot, why would you do this? He's always been a top five player. Nah, nah, nah. Well, if Austin Matthews is going to ball out and he continues to do this in the playoffs, I feel way, I feel pretty comfortable about mm. saying he's a top five player again and yeah. maybe even top three at this point. If he has an MVP season and he carries this through into the postseason, the individual accolades are already going to make him into a stellar player, but we all know with him and the rest of this team, when it matters, what really matters for them in the in the grand scheme of things. I mean, we're a couple months away from that, but at the very least, strong start for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Good on them. Uh, what yeah. about their goal song? And what do you, I, I, I want to jump into this part of the conversation too, because this is also very funny to me for context with people who have not been following. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs decided to go away from uh, You Make My Dreams Come True by Hall & Notes, And all of a sudden, they've decided to throw in all these different goal songs. They had Pursuit of Happiness by Kit Cuddy. I don't know why they opted for the regular version as opposed to the, the remixed Project X version, if that's my mm. understanding. Like, they did that, and then... No, I think it is the remixed version. Oh, it is? It okay. was, though, well, was the remixed version anyway. Whatever. It, yeah. They're using that song, and then people got mad, and now they're not using it anymore? Has this world gone soft? <laughs> I listen. <laughs> I just think it's funny how when the pursuit of happiness songs up, you had you know people. You know, it was a there was a generational divide, right? Yes. You yes. know the 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 quote unquote younger generation liked it. The quote unquote older generation didn't like it. They used another song. I can't recall what what the um what the what the title what the title is, but it was kind yeah. of very much you know kind of high energy, something you kind of clap around. And then recently, they they had they had a new one, a third one, uh, Panama by Van Halen. Oh, this is the best one. This is awesome. I was like, yeah, of course you would think that. Of course you would you would think that, right? So I I I can't believe I can't believe that's the reason why. I mean, like. I don't know, like, there. I, I want to say when the song became popular, like, there was already kind of, like, I guess, controversy around mm-hmm. the lyrics, and, like, the artist, like, explained, or, like, kind of, like, had, had a perspective on it, but, like, the fact that it's just, like, enough people, because, again, like, we're talking about, like, Scotiabank Arena, the Toronto Maple Leafs, like, if it got to a point where, like, they're changing the song because of complaints, like, I, I truly wonder how many complaints they, there were, but... Hey man, like they needed to change the goal song. So as long as it's not that, I again, I have no shade against Hall of Notes, but that song's that song's too too damaged and tainted for me. I, I can't. Well, I can't it's a nice it. happy song. That's what I don't understand. What, it's a nice what happy what happiness as you a Leafs make fan. My dreams come true. What dreams? <laughs> what dreams? What, what blowing the lead to the to Boston? That's your problem. They don't play that. Montreal. They don't play those so- They don't play that song when you allow the goals, Omar. Listen, that song, there were no dreams, no happiness, no positivity, and needed it. It was tainted. So you me. have happier memories when your team had the, uh, what, Kerncraft 400, the same song that the Bruins ended up using? You have happier memories then? You want no, that? See, that was, no, see, that was the hockey gods tainting me because now now it's funny how that's that's Boston, that's Boston's goal song. I can't listen to it. I don't care what it, whether it's a if it's a regular season game or it's a preseason game. I hear that song, and all I can think of is Patrice Bergeron. Like that, like that. That's it. That, that song's so tainted for me. So, like, as long as they just change it, like, you know, allow a vibe to kind of grow, 
if they're not gonna be pursuit of happiness anymore, like whatever, but like at least it's something else, and I'm happy about that. Chelsea Dagger by the Fratelli should be suggested. I said yeah, that I just to piss it. off Sam. <laughs> well, it's a good goal song. Like personal history, is. notwithstanding, there's a reason they've never changed they haven't changed it in over 10 years. And it it works. Like I did a podcast a few years ago where we talked about like what what would be our choices for the Canucks school song. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about it, like my criteria were, I wanted it to feel like the Fratellis. Like I wanted it to feel like Chelsea Dagger and have those vibes. Like what you need is something catchy, upbeat, and has like the easy sounds for people to sing along with. That's it. Yeah. It's not actually that hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a said, that song sucked. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, right wait. You, you Chelsea hate Chelsea Dagger? Dagger? You don't you don't rock with it? Wait, which song would you have rather? Would you have rather Chelsea Dagger or would you have rather you make my dreams come true? Uh it was my call, neither. <laughs> it was my call <laughs> yeah, neither. I, yeah, so you, you don't rock with it. <laughs> 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 easy, easy way out. Come on. Not my, not my music. It's not my not my music. It's not my like But like gun to the earth. You gun have to the pick what? Gun to the yeah, earth. You have, you have to, to pick, pick one. one. You have to pick one. I have to pick one hall notes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. Jeez. I mean, at that's least hilarious. at least Chicago won with that goal song. <laughs> I, that's kind of wild. I, I, I am becoming more and more of a fan of individual goal songs. Play the yes. horn, and for whatever player scores the goal, play their song. I like 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 hearing the familiar horn and and all the noise. If I'm a fan of the building, that should be enough for me. And if it's that player and it happens to be my favorite player, I get excited knowing that that song is going to come up. And shout out to the Buffalo Sabres. I'm trying to think of other. Can we talk about like my hero? Jeff Skinner. Shout out Jeff Skinner. Have you, do you know what his goal song is? Yeah. uh, It's it's from from the high school musical soundtrack. I know that. Yep. I, as a, as a Buffalo Sabre, I have to hate Jeff Skinner, but man, I saw that selection and I clapped breaking free. Yo, like, like, like whatever there will will come a time. And you know what? I'll get, I'll get clipped for this. It's fine. There will come a time where the Leafs will face Buffalo and it'll be in Buffalo. But you know what? If they give up a goal and it was Jeff Skinner, at least I can hear high school musical. Great choice. (laughs) Great choice. Great choice. By the way, uh, I I think uh, Zone Time is – I'm willing to put Zone Time against any other hockey podcast. No one loves High School Musical more than this podcast does. I'm willing to put that up against any other hockey fantastic podcast. Fantastic film. It's a fantastic film. It's a yes. good coming of age, you know, the power of friendship, what true friends are and what true friends do and don't do, right? You know, um, what else? Uh, you know, choice, identity, perseverance. Yeah. Right, yes. you know, um, wearing three watches because Corbin Blue does that for some reason. It's never explained. <laughs> uh, go back, watch it. You know, I'm not gonna go watch the movie. There's a scene trolling? where he's wearing three watches. I don't know why. There's like one watch scene it. in one of the yeah. movies where Troy is on some like, is that like the little like greenhouse area at the school, and all his friends go upstairs yeah. to see him, and he's eating. It's supposed to be a sandwich, but it's literally just two pieces of bread. He's just eating two pieces of bread. There's nothing in the sandwich. You know uh, you what, have you ever seen this, Omar? 
actually no, I have to go back and see it. I, I've noticed, but what I would say, I think that is shows true dedication to one Troy Bolton, who at the time was preparing for the championship. That's th those are good habits, winning habits, if you will. Is eating white bread? Yeah, <laughs> those are good habits. The food, the food, what the the food of champions. To? The food of champions. Wonder the food of champions. Exactly. Oh, they won. Avery, Avery, they won. You don't get too. You don't get too loud about what you know as food of champions. Hey, you better calm down. Yeah, you better calm down, brother. You better calm down. Well, well done, steak eating fedora wearing. Yo, come for my food, my hat. That's crazy. Oh, yo, oh man. The only per the only person I trust with food takes around here is Sam. True. Because Sam, it's Sam, true, act true. Sam will post on like Instagram like all these different dishes that she'll make and stuff that actually looks really good. Anyway, that's true. Um, yes. Um, one other least thing be, I want to be yeah, go ahead. fair. I yes, I make some of them, but probably not all of them. I mean, you make enough. Yeah, you make enough. There, there, there are people out here. There are people who will go out there and cook and say all they put is pepper on their food. You you are streets ahead of some of those people. <laughs> anyway, um, one other Leafs <laughs> thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, Ryan Reeves. I've noticed uh, some discourse about Ryan Reeves online, about his 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 contributions to the team. Uh you know, I, I think he's a great quote, and if I was in the locker room all day, I wouldn't be that mad about Ryan Reeves. But there are other people who say that he's not good in analytics. The CF is not good. All he just does is fight. Arbor Jack guy got the better from that one time. Where do we stand on Ryan Reeves as a Toronto Maple Leaf and the contributions to this? Do we need Ryan Reeves in the league? Where do we stand on this? What do we do? Who wants to take this first? Omar, you take it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't I, care. I, I genuinely, I, I, I don't, I don't care. Right. And, and and this is what's like is really like I get why there's a focus. For me, the only thing that's like a bit of a ah is just the contract, mostly the term. But mm -hmm. like I don't care. Recently, um, I want to say Kevin Papetti on Twitter put out a list of the goals, uh goals for for each player. Ryan Reeves isn't even the worst. David Camp is the worst. Who makes two point five million dollars for, mm -hmm. for for three more years after this one? That mm -hmm. should be the focus because he is the defensive person, right? And also, here's another thing: he plays on the fourth line. Do you expect goals from the fourth line? No. Would it be nice? Cool. Here's another thing: who had the worst advanced stats on Vegas last year? Anyone know by off by heart? Because no one cares, they won. How about Colorado? The last. Uh, how about Colorado? Sam, do you know who had the the worst the worst advanced stats on Colorado when, when they won? No. No, because no one cares. Wait, but who Johnson, was it? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, who was it? I have, oh, I have no idea. I can probably I can probably search it. But like, but I have no idea because no one cares, right? It's just like we're like. Okay, like well, well, the the fourth the fourth line like isn't defensive. Like traditionally, fourth lines are just energy lines anyway, right? That just like hit and get engagement and all that type of stuff. Based off based off of that bare bones definition is taking place. Now, would you like a fourth line to, to you know have more time in the offensive zone and and not be a you know the, you know the, you know defensive liability for sure? But like, who cares? Like genuinely, like 
who and, I, and I'm seeing so much justification like on the why it's a why it's a, a, a good signing or why it's a bad signing. Oh, he keeps the flies off, or 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 he gives the team more swagger. Like, but regardless, the only the only like brain reason to focus on it is just based off the stars, and that's it. Yeah, are the players okay with them on the team? It looks like they are. They have Mitch Marner and him do this jump. He screams, Sammy, release us. He's yelling at Corey Perry. He got the belt. That's what matters. Until, like, Ryan Reeves is, like, directly responsible for the Leafs losing games, then I will be upset about it. Then I will say something about it. But it's game freaking three, man. Gosh. Like, can we not, like, complain about something else? Anything. John Klingberg looks horrible. Let's talk about that. But no, Ryan Reeves, like, it's just, I, I feel like it's such an unnecessary, unnecessary discussion. We knew he wasn't going to be an advanced person, advanced person. We knew that. And I feel like the people who hated the signing at first and are coming up and saying, you see, you see, it's bad. But like, we knew that. No one, you didn't expect any of it. So like, he's here, embrace it. Have fun. It was funny. He yelled at Corey Perry. That was funny. Oh, but Corey Perry screwed afterwards. Okay. So what? It was still funny. So yeah, I just, I just, I don't care, and I'm, I was, and it's like it's so annoying now. Any every game it comes up, it's like who cares? Forget it. Like whatever. Yeah, no, it's a good, good point, Omar. It's three games in as Ryan Reese. It has to be good. It has to be good. Gripe over the Leafs season so far. Like, come on, what are we doing here? He's a fourth line guy. He's gonna be an enforcer, the old school enforcer type. There's bigger fish to fry the Leafs than what Ryan Reese does. It's silly. And again, three games in, there's 79 more games to go. Yeah. Sam, do you want last uh, last word on this before we, we move on to teams in the West? Uh, I don't have any feelings about this. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, who cares? Like you just I'll I'll say this. I'll say this for Ryan Reeves. I think Omar, that's one of the greatest rants on the show I've heard from from Omar, honestly. Just want that said about how he went about Ryan Reeves. That was really well done. Um you're a star. But also just yeah, if he's not really hurting the team. And the players actually like being around him, and he does great stuff for the room. Maybe we shouldn't give so much of a damn about it, but people are going to give a damn about it, especially when you're just looking at the numbers. You can't just look at numbers and go off of that. You have to consider what's on the ice, the intangibles, or I mean, to a certain point, and then the numbers. Like you have to do all that. Omar, you're about to say something. Nico Stern. Nico Stern. Had the had the had the worst advanced stats on Colorado when they won the cup. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, I gotta say it. Everyone's everyone's listening. What was that? Exactly. Literally forgot he was on that team. So thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Case closed. Done. There. Okay. All right. This is much as we need to expend on uh Ryan Reeves. Let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers. And why uh, they're not going uh, too well. By the time this comes out, they'll have already played in Nashville, but they'll still have a losing record. But uh, the Edmonton Oilers, back-to-back losses to the Vancouver Canucks, including an 8-1 debacle. Uh, for those who are listening online, I mean, I know Avery was adjusting his glasses there, but he might as well have just been putting his his hand on his face just in face palm <laughs> mode because the Oilers, they pooped their pants uh, to start off the year. Avery, why did the Oilers... I don't want to say shit the bed, but I just said shit the bed to start off the season. (laughs) There we go. Game one looked like 20 guys who got to the rink and met for the first time. 
that's what game one looked like. <laughs> a bunch of guys who just met thought you were playing NHL. That's how bad that game was. They came out flat. Defensively, they are struggling to adjust your new systems. Mm-hmm. Jack Campbell didn't look good. Stuart Skinner didn't look good. In game two, they came out flying. But again, defensively, they weren't as strong as they needed to be. Um, Sam Lafferty should not have scored the game winner. Matisse Eckholm was trying to get back into game form because he hadn't played a game in the preseason at all. So it, it'll take some time for Eckholm to get back to form as he's battling that hip flexor injury. Mm-hmm. But I'll say as much. I think this team will bounce back. Of course, Drysdale always played well against Nashville. He's got, was it, 30 points in 20 games. He suns that franchise every time they go down to Nashville. It's, it's funny to watch. But I don't think, I, I mean, yes, there's a little bit of concern, but am I going to panic and say, oh, fire Woodcroft, do this, do that. Again, like the Leafs and Ryan Reese, it's two games in. Settle down. Two games in. It's not the NFL. It is a knockout tournament. This team will find a way to turn things around. But I will say this team does need more production, 5-1-5, and more production from guys not named uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, and Ryan Hopkins. They need more production from beyond those three guys right now. I thought that was their team. I'm interested, especially with the Oilers, not just because I live in the province, but uh, both the Flames and the Oilers on defense have decided to do like zone coverage as as their defensive styles. They've swapped from man to man. So hearing that the the Oilers also have to adjust on defense is really interesting to me, especially since like defense was not supposed to be their strong suit anyway. But we also didn't expect that they were going to lose 8-1 to start off a season like that's that's a disgrace you know like like this already the window is as small as it is for for the Edmonton Oilers for the next little while it basically might end once Leon Dreisaitl ups and leaves this team okay he might not necessarily do that he might he might extend he might romance is too strong let me not let me me not put that out there let me not put that out there oh my god I think it'd be really funny I just don't think no I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I don't see it. I think no. they just so like each other. If Leon Dreisaitl leaves, it, it's Julie like... McKenzie. No! Male is... <laughs> no. Okay. Let me rephrase that. There's <laughs> You got to take advantage of these contracts while they have the money that, that that's attached to them and you're able to fit in whoever you could fit in. I get it's going to go up, but windows don't last forever. That's not an ideal start for them. You don't have to throw away your championship brackets, but starting off 8-1, that's unacceptable for me. I, I would be like, if I was Connor McDavid, I'd be like, "What the hell are we doing?" Like, I I don't like that start. They 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 have time to fix up. They better fix up after that. You you can't have another game like that. You got that out the way. You were able to do your autograph signing at the West Edmonton Mall the next day and get that off your mind, and and then you still lose to Vancouver after that. But if you're Edmonton, now you got to pick your game up. 
Uh, I think even Vander Kane was saying like, oh, you know, the sky's falling and all that. We're the worst of all 32 teams. You could tell probably in that locker room, they they realized they they messed up, but they're they're going to try to they're going to try to pick up on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, not a, not a, not an ideal start, but shout out the Vancouver Canucks, though. Brock Besser gets four goals in the first game. I don't know, man. That's Sam. Dare I say there's hope to be had with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I have. <laughs> yeah, I just. They have looked good. I mean, Brock Besser, Brock Besser obviously looked amazing. And I think if mm-hmm. anyone deserves to have like a redemption arc season, it would be Brock. Like there's, there are very few players on this team who I think are, who are this genuinely well-liked by, by teammates, by fans, et cetera. Um, having had to deal with like a consistent wrist injury basically since college, um, you know, all the off ice stuff and like the loss of his father, or, mm-hmm. you know, if, if there's somebody who deserves a feel good story, it's Brock Besser. So I was super happy to see that. I was even more happy to see that despite getting outshot 41 to 16 in the second game, the Canucks managed to win that game. And like, that, mm. yeah, they hung on, they hung on to that game, but that is a game that last year, if the Oilers had scored a goal within the first minute, they they would have collapsed. Like there would have been no fight, there would have been no habits, there would have been no structure. And they actually did all of those things. And so yeah, I like despite my best efforts, I feel some amount of hope, which is the worst thing they could do to me because they will just crush it at some point. Oh my god. Wow. Yo, is, this, is this a zone is this a zone time first? Yeah, this is the most positive, positive I've ever heard Sam speak about a the positive Canucks. Canucks take from when Sam. Is, when's the last time the Canucks were 2 and 0? Oh? That's very fair. <laughs> that is very fair. <laughs> Through, throughout this entire history of zone time, it has been Sam dunking on the Canucks for all four seasons of zone time. There's yeah. been no happiness for her with this franchise yeah. in four seasons. They all scored the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> with McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. 8-1. 12 yeah. to 4. 12-4 between the two games. Like that. They, they went on aggregate. Connor McDavid off enough that he had to complain that it was disrespectful that Thatcher Demko left the ice to go throw up in his mask because he yeah. had the flu. <laughs> they trade, Is that too they much trade information for, for y'all? Uh, no. I mean, Story tradition of Vancouver Canuck goaltenders yeah. leaving the ice in the third to... Yeah. Attend to bodily functions. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a que- I have a question. Yes, please. Why is the goalie playing with the flu at all? That's a great question. Mm. I agree. That was a terrible idea. Yeah. I, I saw idea. it like, I get it. A lot of people are like, wow, Demko is so tough. And like, he's so committed to the team. He's playing through the flu. It's like, yeah, you maybe also gave all your teammates the flu though. So we just had two seasons mm. change due to COVID. Like, do we learn nothing? Correct. Did we learn nothing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Correct. You know what? Considering how wax society could be, I'm willing to. I, I think a lot of people didn't learn anything from the last few years. There's a lot of people who did not care and are just no. going back to living life as they normally would. <laughs> Hell not. Mm, man. Mm. Uh, but uh, shout out the Vancouver Canucks, man. They're off to a really great start. And, uh, well, the Edmonton Oilers, they'll be okay. If you have Edmonton, Carolina in the Stanley Cup final, you don't have to throw away your brackets 
sorry to put uh, cold water on the Vancouver Canucks doing good because uh, Connor Bedard is the next person we have to talk about. Uh, he plays for uh, the arch rival in Chicago. Uh, 1.4 million people tuned in to watch his NHL debut on ESPN. Uh, Chicago versus Pittsburgh. Uh, he got three points his first three games. He got his first NHL goal. Before we get to the media stuff, like what do, what have you guys mm-hmm. thought of of Connor Bedard through his first few games in the league? Um, well, I saw just recently because again, you know, like the you know Chicago just faced the Leafs, and yeah, he has that. I'm just gonna do something out of nowhere aspect. You know, like you know broadcasters and like you know the the hockey talk will call it like you know, that game breaking talent. But mm-hmm. yeah, there are moments where just like out of nowhere. He'll just have a speed blitz and just like pass people. And again, like, you know, the, the focus again is, is on is on his shot. And, you know, he's talked about how like he's, you know, he watched a lot of a lot of videos of Matthews and how his shot is. Like, it's it's crazy. Like it, it it's just nuts how just like in stride can like just use a player who's defending him in front who's defending in front of him as a screen and just drag it around them and then shoot like a lot of the times like the ball wall made a lot of saves on them. I think a lot of them were just just because he was in the right position. Like if he just like if he actually like saw like saw what was going on like full full on, like I think a lot of those shots would have um would have would have gone in. So I think as far as like I think as far as like an NHL debut in your first couple of games, like I think you kind of you see you definitely seen or like the hype matches, the the hype fits. And again, I don't know what the expectations were from people about him, but yeah, he's he's a special player for sure. Just the fact that you're talking about him, you have raised the expectations for Connor Bedard. They're too high. We've covered <laughs> him too much, and he's too much in the spotlight. What? This, NHL fans aren't serious. Like, 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 okay. We always, there's always a comparison of like, oh, why can't the NHL be like the NBA? I'm like, where they market their stars. And then they start to try to market their stars. And it's like, oh, they're giving him too much attention. Every time he does something of the, the, you know, the account to it, tweet something, even though it's the, the littlest thing. I'm like, so they're doing the right thing. Right. And it's even like, and like, yeah, I understand like, like the, the t- Chicago, like is getting to a point where they're saying like, it, it, it's too much, but like, the the kids the kid has been talked about for the longest time and now he's here and also this 2023 where there are videos and clips and discourse and again the excitement around this like it wasn't that long ago but like imagine you take Connor McDavid and Connor Bedard and switch drafts you're telling me that you're telling me the same hype isn't isn't happening for him if he's having the exact same the exact same start Sidney Crosby Sidney Crosby, Lindros- and his hype was like before the social media era took off, yeah. and he was everywhere. Yeah. We're talking about national stories being posted on him. First game you're getting to watch him, like the, he was pre-social media era, and it felt like mm-hmm. Sidney Crosby being heralded as the next one, like that was justified. Like that, he was hyped up everywhere. Not to cut you off, I just want to add that. No, no, like absolutely. So like, I, I just, I don't get, I don't get how people are seeing this as a bad thing. I mean, like. He looks like he's handling it. Like I'm not seeing his play like take a step back, or I'm not I'm not seeing any of the elite talent that we were promised like gone. Like it's there. So the fact that the league is finally taking steps to say, hey, this is our next young player, our next phase of the league, and they're putting him on on as many screens as possible. I don't see how that's a bad thing. Sam, I know you agree with Omar, but I really want you to speak your piece on this. (laughs) I just like, look, you either want 
this to be a global sport with as much passion from fans and as much reach as the NBA does, or you don't. And like this idea that, listen, this kid has been hyped up his entire life. Like we don't need to pretend like this is all new to him. He's suddenly getting all this press. He has always had this press. He had this much press before the draft. He had this much press the entire last year. So did Sidney Crosby. Like I remember the year leading up to Crosby being drafted. Like this isn't any different than that. And the only difference between NHL superstars who are supposed to be generational and supposed to be the face of the game and the stars in other leagues is that other leagues happily lean into this and they don't and like I tweeted like that this conversation is the epitome of the second tier leagues mentality and someone be like well the NBA is having these conversations everybody has conversations about whether generational players get too much coverage I was like that's not my point it's not like Mm. are we calling them generational too soon it's are they getting too much press are they getting too much attention and the idea that like even Taylor Hall's comment about like, I think you guys are doing too much. Like it's too much pressure on him. If you want to be that superstar, if you want to be that standout, if you want to have those advertising deals and dollars, and you want to have that like next level rarefied error, Michael Jordan type branding, this is what, this is the business case for it. Like you need to have that press. If people aren't talking about you, no brand is going to give you that much money. Mm -hmm. Can't have it both ways. And so like, I just, I don't understand. Like what, what are we talking about here? What is, what is the issue? (laughs) Exactly. Avery, you're too excited about you. You're too good. (laughs) It makes me shake my head because we've, we have Conor Bedard being talked about on first take and we already know how hard it is to get any hockey talk on first take at all. No matter what hockey topic, that's a major thing. We've gone on ESPN, we've gone on all these interviews. And to say, no, it's too much. The NHL is still the fourth sport in North America. Don't you want to eventually get out of being number four? Or in some markets, probably five or six in some markets in America. Like, Don't you want to grow? You mentioned Sam. Don't you want brands to care about hockey? To say it's too much, you guys are doing too much. They're doing their jobs. You should want the hype on this kid. You don't see in the NBA, you don't see people saying, oh, this is on Victor Mbayama. No, hold back in San Antonio. No, doesn't exist. You don't see them baseball towards Shohei Otani. You didn't see them say, no, stop talking about Shohei. Like, it doesn't happen in any other sport but hockey. And then they wonder why the sport in a lot of markets is irrelevant. Blows me away people still think like that. And, and are surprised hockey isn't growing in certain areas. The one thing I'll say about Connor Bedard is it's really and it, we it, it's easy to forget about that with so many other prospects. Like he's he's barely eighteen years old. He's he's a kid, and like yes, he's had that pressure and press on him since like day one. But like it's very different having people show up to your Western Hockey League games compared to being in the NHL. And your first few games are Pittsburgh, Boston. Montreal, Toronto, Toronto, you didn't even speak of Toronto. And then you're going to have Colorado. And then your very first game at home is going to be in Vegas. I think we, the fact that the league is trying to market him and he's doing all these interviews is great. 
Like you need this for, for a player of his caliber, especially if he's going to pan out to whatever expectations that we've set for him, it's going to be great. The one thing I will concede on is the fact that he is a kid and you know, we don't know what kids, how they handle stuff like that. It takes them a while for them to mm. adjust to being under the spotlight and the pressure. That's the one little thing I'll concede about. I'll, I'll, I'll think about that. And I try to think about that with how we answer certain questions and, and, and how the personality shines through. And I'll hold out hope that as the cameras start to go away a little bit, as the season goes on, you know, he'll be a little bit more comfortable with media and it'll, he'll be a lot more fun to, to, to have conversations with us in media selfishly hoping that happens around the time he shows up in Calgary in late January. <laughs> but, but as I realized that I believe that's going to, that's a Saturday night game. So it's going to be on hockey night in Canada. So, so much for less pressure. Well, all that to say, like, you know, I, I think it comes with the territory. I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. It comes with the territory of, of the talent that has been afforded to him. He's been blessed to have it drafted. Number one, overall, Mm-hmm. Look, you're gonna have to deal with the fact that you are you have those expectations thrust on you, man. And if you deliver, more people are gonna want to talk to you, more people are gonna want to be around you. Hey, maybe Connor Bedard gets his own people magazine feature and then they'll <laughs> quote us in the in the in in the article. I don't know. Like that'd be cool. Connor, it comes yeah. with the territory, man. But I could also, but I'm also willing to and look, I maybe I didn't think about it for some of the other guys that came before him, but mm-hmm. I am also willing to give him some grace because yeah. he is a teenager. Well, to that point, like I even think about, like I was thinking about, like did Matthews have to go with this when in his draft year? But I remember, like that was a loser round when he had his whole like no rookies can talk to the press thing. So yeah. like even after his first game, where um he you know he uh, scored the four goals, good times. Um, like, he couldn't. I don't. I don't think he can get any of like the intermission interviews. He couldn't meet until after the game. Um, so yeah, that that no that that is that is something to think about. But like. I think that's more on the side of like thinking about Bedard the person, but I feel like as the league, like I, this, this, this can't be a bad thing, right? Yeah. Avery, you mentioned that you mentioned that they're talking about, um, about Bedard on first take. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the same people who are complaining about like all the coverage of Bedard, like everywhere are the same people who are upset when Stephen A. Smith said that the Rangers didn't matter in the conversation of who, who's the next New York team to win a championship. If you want the NHL to be considered in those conversations on these shows, then again, again, you have it both ways. So I get, I'm happy. This I want is to happening. follow up to this. And every, yeah. 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 No, no, no. no. You finish, finish your happening. point. Finish your point. No, that, that, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, because what I have to say, and this is just off of my observations of what I see and all that, I think Mm. on our podcast and amongst other people who are maybe around our age, maybe a little bit more forward thinking, we are in that group of people who think that, you know, the league needs to be marketed better. The stars need to be marketed better. You mentioned, I think it was Omar who mentioned something about how uh, there are fans who are like, oh, they're complaining about the lack of marketing for players, and then it's happening, and then they're all like, oh, no, it's happening too much. This is just me. I'm starting to think that those are just two different groups of people all together. And I, the more I see guys getting marketed and the game trying to grow and trying to at least make attempts at being progressive, the more I see people who really just care about their own team and are just kind of stuck in their own ways and see Connor Bedard getting hyped up and they're just like, what's the point? I don't think, the, I think 
like I, I like I don't think the people who were leaning one way on this are thinking the other way. It's I, mm. I just think that and that's a bit of a problem with some of the with some of the fan bases in, in hockey where they get so set in their ways. Uh, and I'm not gonna necessarily say it's just older people, but you know, yes, they're they're definitely in that group, but I'm not gonna say it's just them. But there are people who don't care about the growth of the game and being on ESPN and having Stephen A. Smith talking about it. Some people just want to open their radio station, live in their own little bubble, Edmonton Sports Talk or TSN 690 or TSN 1050 or whichever stations in Vancouver. They just want their people and that's it. And I, that's not a good thing. But I feel more mm-hmm. so than any of the other big four sports Hockey is super regional, and as long as a lot of the fans think that way, it's going to hurt the league. It's going to hurt the product of the sport. And so Mm -hmm. when you see people go on social media and say, well, I'm tired of sports that ramming Connor Bedard down my throat, knowing that they only have like maybe two or three other games where they could have him nationally. Like when you see that, like I I cringe a bit because I'm like, oh, that's Mm. You don't you don't want growth. You you just care about your own team. And I get it, there's a certain extent to that that's fine. But at the same time, like I don't know. Like it's 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 tough to say it's problematic, but like it, I I I I cringe at that because that's not the thinking that is going to elevate the league to where a lot of people would want it to be. And mm-hmm. when we say that uh when we talk about a lot of those people who think it's just like too much coverage, I think there's a lot of people in that group who are in this faction of, of fans who they don't give a damn about money and 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 growth and all that. They just they just care about their team and that's it. Hopefully, at that point, it made sense. But like, I I I yeah. think that has to be acknowledged in all of this. Yeah, and I think I think a part of a part of the the point that you're making, Julian, I think is, and this is gonna come. This is gonna be rich coming from a Leafs fan. Why right. a lot of you know uh, fans of like other Canadian teams hate the Leafs so much because the Leafs get a lot of focus. Anything the Leafs do, they get a lot of focus. So right. if you're a person who's living in Alberta and you just care about the Flames and you turn on Sportsnet and you see the see the Leafs stuff all the time, or if you're living in in you know BC, you turn on the TV and you see a whole bunch of Leafs stuff and you're a Canucks fan, like it's I don't it's not the exact same thing you're talking about, but it's very similar to that. Where it's just like, hey, I'm a fan of this one team and I only want to see stuff about this you know you know my team and players on my team, and I don't really care about players on other teams like yeah sure it's cool that there are good players around the league but like i only care about my team and yeah it's it, it, it's it's limiting it's limiting right and you know it's interesting there it's just like you know like if you don't if you don't care about that and you want to have that perspective that's fine but then don't complain about the salary cap being being so low yeah that's how that's the salary it. cap goes up that's how the salary cap goes up so if you want the salary cap to go up then the league has to start making more money. And if you want the league to start making more money, they have to you know, be better at marketing. And the best way to get better at marketing is to talk about your generational first overall pick. So it's it's all part of the, it's all it's all connected. All like it connected, has to take man. place, it has to happen. Exactly. If you want the same, it'll stay the same, and that's not good for the game. Mm-hmm. That's it. Was it Sam who, who said, like, you know, like the league's not a lot, not a not it's not a nonprofit organization. You know what I'm saying? I think it was Sam who said that. I can't even remember the context lies of that, but but I, but it applies yeah. in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you want to start your league with your own buddies and and start a house league, or whatever, grab a couple bucks, buy some pucks, buy some nets, do your own thing. The NHL is a business at the end of the day, and they're trying to make money. 
I well, they fail a lot. They fail a lot. They fail a lot. They're not. They're. (laughs) I've been sorry. sorry, I know we were trying to wrap up, but this made me think of this made me think of the fact. I think the only player who's ever really tried to build themselves a brand and it didn't really work because I think there wasn't really buy-in from anyone else and no real league support is Tyler Sagan. Yep. Like there was a while. Yeah. But like there was a while where Sagan had like an actual agent, not like a hockey agent, but like an agent Mm -hmm. agent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And was like trying to sign other like bigger deals, uh, like doing more personal interviews like that tour he did of his house with like whoever on on that network that shall not be named um like (laughs) gq features and not just like the Connor mcdavid austin matthews ones but like ones that were clearly his team was like seeking out Mm -hmm. and they were trying to grow him as a brand Mm -hmm. and not just as a hockey player and it seemed like it worked for a while and then i don't know what happened but like he clearly just gave up because like all (laughs) of that has gone away and I haven't, I don't think I've ever really seen another player take that approach. Like no. they're, they're just very, I don't know. It's, it's the whole like hockey culture. It's not about you. It's about the team mentality. Yeah. Like there's a problem where it's like hockey players like playing hockey. They enjoy the sport, but they don't like for the most part, what it means to be a professional athlete. And a lot, a lot of them don't want, a lot of them don't realize there's more to it than just playing a sport and going home. There are obligations that you have to do like you're not to help your sport grow. And all hockey players don't want to do that, which it's funny. It's only hockey. You see guys in the NBA embrace it. Baseball, soccer, basketball, they embrace what it means to be a pro athlete slash celebrity. Hockey players, they don't want to do it. For some reason, they just don't want to be a public figure that is out there. They really don't. They just want to take their money and 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 go home. Yeah. Which I mean, at our core, maybe we all do want to do that. But when you're blessed enough to have the abilities that you have to be a pro athlete and you're in the spotlight as much as you are, it comes with certain responsibilities. So, yeah, uh, I thought that was a really good discussion on on Connor Bedard. I'm 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 really happy we were able to make that work because I, I think there was a potential for intelligent discussion to be had on that topic, and we mm-hmm. succeeded on that front that's what we try to do on the show try to have intelligent thoughtful reasoned discussions and no one ever so again crazy so again when dry leaves edmonton it was julian when math i didn't say he's gonna leave i stopped myself short of saying that (laughs) when matthews goes on a 13 uh, game goal throughout it was julian just 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 to recap i want to i wanted to make sure he's the one manifesting all of this exactly it's not us julian the rest of us are totally innocent no, stop this. Stop this. You t- thought you guys were supposed to be my friends. Of course, we're friends. your friends. And that's why we couldn't miss up on this, pass up on this opportunity to remind the viewership that when things go south, it wasn't us. I will, I'll get you next time. I'll get you next time. <laughs> Remember, the guy this is the, not over. The guy steering the ship is Julian McKenzie. He's the guy with the hey. wheel in his hands. Oh my God. <laughs> the third show I've done today, people. It happened. Okay. It ha- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Happens. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Zone Time. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Uh, subscribe to uh, the podcast, however you consume podcasts. Uh, check out the content on the Yahoo website. Check out all of our ads and social media platforms. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Peace.